This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great. How could I be bad after that intro? I always give you good intros. We're very excited to be talking to you every week here at PHT 1210. If you want to ask us a question, give us a call about any residential, commercial, mortgages, whatever your needs are. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And you can listen to this show and past shows that are webpaged, goodnewsinrealestate.com, or at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes, following up. We, we also have your, your funny story. Got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Which loan program fits your needs that's a good one very detailed and mark we we also have our questions should you wait on the car purchase until you buy the house and what impact could it have oh goodness next question is how do you know whether the price of a home per square foot is reasonable or if you are about to make a bad decision next question is i'm thinking of selling and have heard that I will need to fill out a seller's disclosure. Do I need to hire someone for this? <laughs> the next question is, how do I make an offer for a for sale by owner sale home? By, uh, I've already received a pre-qualification. I'm ready to buy, but need the specifics. Yeah, and Mark, today of, we have- Lots of specifics there, man. Lots of specifics. Today That's we right. have our guest, um, it's attorney Thomas D. Kenny Esquire. From Kenny Burns and McGill. Tommy's good we also me. have our topic of the day, which is how to save on homeowners insurance. Yes. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, the ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how you do it. So you need all three things. Pretty good. You need that that last one specifically. (laughs) 
attitude. Yeah. yeah. Some people need an attitude adjustment to be able to get done what we need to do. That's right. Some people need a coach. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So anyway, I got some good news today. The fifth largest home builder in the country, they're called Taylor Morrison, reports a record monthly gain in order of for new home construction, a rise of 94% annually in June. The builder also reports record sales across 22 major housing markets and 11 states. To experience the best sales month in the company's history amid the pandemic, amid transitioning our businesses to virtual environments seemingly overnight, all this amid the economic and psychological impact on consumers, in the middle of all that, the best thing, best numbers they ever, ever had in their industry. I'm telling you, the public does not know what's going on because the media does not talk about real estate, except for us. We're like the, we need everybody in Philadelphia to listen to our show every Sunday morning. This Arizona-based builder said nearly all of his sales offices have reopened. They are increasingly offering virtual tours for the customers who prefer to shop from a distance. They said all these new online tools are working like a charm and the technology has forever changed the way they're going to do business. And then, on top of all that, you got these low mortgage rates. The shortage of existing homes are prompting more buyers to seek new construction. They also conducted a survey in May and found customers' number one desire is better home technology to allow for remote working from home and schooling. That's interesting. Second, the third highest desire are the need for more space and more individual rooms. That's it. They're being stuck in the house with the same people for 120 days. He wants to, can we have an extra couple of rooms to go to, please? Normally, sales of new homes would plummet in March, but it, it didn't for these guys. And May, new homes rebounded 13% up, and things are happening. One in five Americans have moved during the pandemic. One in five and, Americans. And you know what? What? I'm not one of them. Yeah, that's true. You were. You were on the move list. And I was. Governor I was Murphy, closing on July 1st. Governor Murphy came to your house and talked you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wouldn't raise those taxes no more. Anyway, yeah, right. millions of... <laughs> Millions of Americans have relocated during the COVID-19 outbreak, according to a Pew Research. This week shows that 22% of Americans either moved or know someone who did. The reasons vary, but there's lots of them. College students moving out of dorms, people moving in with friends, all kinds of stuff. But roughly one in five Americans have relocated during this last 120 days. It's unbelievable. And 3% are permanently. Some, someone, 6% of them moved in and 14 of them just went into another household. But <laughs> young adults have been the most likely to move. 37% of ages 18 to 29 said they either moved, someone moved into their home, or they know someone who moved because of the pandemic. And 28% of those moved during the pandemic said the most important reason was to, to reduce the risk of contacting the virus an additional 23 percent says was because their 
their college campus closed, like Harvard. They closed the campus, but they're yeah, not going to lower the price. And they're deporting everyone. And they still want fifty-four grand a year. Twenty percent said they want it to be with family, and eight percent, eighteen percent said it was a financial decision, either by job loss or another money-related reason. But one in five people, which is surprising. So, what are the rates like? So right now, Mark, your 30-year fixed rate is for conventional 2.875. Your 15-year is 2.75. Your 30-year FHA is at 3%. And your VA loan is also at 3%. The rates are great. So with that, you listen to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. I feel good today, Dan. So where are we at? <laughs> you sound good today, Mark. It's almost like we're good. back in the studio and you're full of energy. I can't wait to be back in the studio, I'll be honest with you, though. Come on. So where are we at? So we're up to our funny story. Oh, all right. So here's the story. So Ed and Nancy meet while on a singles cruise, and Ed falls head over heels for her, right? And they discover they live in the same city, only a few miles apart. Ed's ecstatic. He immediately starts asking her out, and when they get home. So within a couple of weeks, Ed had taken Nan- Nancy out to dance clubs, restaurants, movies, museums. He's convinced that Nancy was indeed his soulmate, true love. Every date seemed better than the last. On the one-month anniversary of their dinner on the cruise ship, Ed takes Nancy to this fine restaurant. They're having cocktails, waiting for the salad. He goes, I guess I can tell you, I really love you. He says, I like a little serious talk before our relationship continues to the next days. He goes, before I get this box out of my jacket and ask you a life-changing question, it's only fair to warn you, I'm a total golf nut. I play golf, I read golf, I watch golf on TV. In short, I eat, sleep, breathe, breathe golf. I'm a, I'm a golf freak. He goes, if that, is that going to be a problem for you? I, I'd like to know now. And Nancy took a deep breath. She goes, Ed, that certainly won't be a problem. I love you just as you are, and I love golf too. But since we're going to be totally honest, I need to let you know something. For the last five years, I've been a hooker. Ed says, well, that's, I bet that's because you're not keeping your wrist straight when you hit the ball. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one because you golf. <laughs> That's pretty good. If so you have a funny worried. story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Cyrus, the Mortgage Mom from Green Tree. And her topic is, which loan program fits your need? I nailed that baby. So you tell did, me about Mark. This. Absolutely, and tell I appreciate that. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today, which I'm actually trying to go live as we're doing this, and it's not actually working as it did last time, unfortunately. But um, basically, I want to go over some of the programs. A lot of people have questions in reference to 
when applying for a loan, what what loan is basically going to meet their needs? And there's a yeah. lot of things that go into determining what need is what loan is going to fit your needs, and that's basically going to be conventional rural housing, VA financing, or FHA loans. And what that basically determines is what your credit score is, how much money you would like to put down, what your debt to income ratio is. All these play a part as far as what loan is best going to meet your needs. So on the conventional side, Mark, most people think that you need to put how much down? Come on, we know the 20%. answer to The myth, 20%. 20%. We- we do not need to put 20% down on a conventional wow. loan. We have programs as low as 3%. So you can get into a conventional loan, it's called a home ready program, where you can put as little as 3% down. Credit score can be as little as a 680. Now we have a loan limit that goes along with that as well, and that loan limit is $510,400. So that's a right. great program. The only reason you would need to put 20% down is if we wanted to get rid of your mortgage insurance, your monthly right. mortgage insurance. But there's ways to get around that. Second most popular loan is your FHA loan, and that's through the Federal Housing Administration. The FHA loan only requires that you put 3.5% down. We can also ask the seller to pay up to 6% closing costs. So we can get a credit from the seller for our closing costs. Now, Mark, on an FHA loan, remember, this has to be owner-occupied. So we can't do this as a second home. We're not going to be able to do this as a rental property. It has to be an owner-occupied property. How come it's a 680 credit score on that one? On the conventional? Yeah, how come so high? They get nervous or something? It's not really that high, Mark, and and that's the requirements. When When you do a loan application, we have guidelines that Fed... Fannie and Freddie set for us that we need to meet all of those guidelines. And yeah, the 680 know, is one of them. If you're going to put 20% down, we could probably get you as low as a 660. But the conventional loan, that's why we would go to an FHA loan. FHA right, loan so is more credit score driven. With your FHA loan owner occupied, the different counties have different loan limits that are available. So depending on what county you're going to be in county. or whether or not it's going to be a single family or a duplex, um, that's something that I would be able to guide you through. The last one I wanted to go over because I'm running out of time is your VA right. financing. And that is owner-occupied only. It's a VA loan. It's 100% financing, which means there's no down payment that is required. We can get the seller to pay for all of our closing costs with that as well. Um, You just either need to be in the service, out of the service, retired. Depending on what your status, it's going to depend on what type of loan program we put you in with your funding fee. But I'll be happy to go over all of these different loan programs. You can reach out to me at 609-605-7153. And don't forget to tune in on Sunday mornings at 1210 at 9 a.m. And coming up next is our question and answer segment. And our first so question is, is Yeah, what is the first question? Should I wait to purchase a car until I <laughs> settle on my house? And if not, what impact could this possibly have? Yeah, you definitely should wait. You don't want to take any do any big large purchases while you're pending. No no big deposits, no big withdrawals, no big right. purchases. You definitely right. cuz it could screw you up many different ways. So the answer is yes. Wait. Do not buy a new car. 
When I'm yes. teaching what? continuing education classes, Mark, I always tell people, do not buy anything. Don't no. even sneeze until we get to settlement. A lot of the guys that now they have a garage, they decide that they want to, you know, get a car mm -hmm. to go into that garage on a house that they don't even own. All right. Next Bad question news. is, how do you know whether this, the price of a home, the square footage is reasonable or that you're actually making a bad decision on this purchase? This is like a high C personality question. Square footage. I, I remember I told a story a long time ago. We've been on the air 11 years about right. the, the rocket scientist I had up in Yardley. Right. And he wanted to know how I came up with the price. And I, I, and I tried to tell him that it wasn't just about square footage. There was no equation. I kind of looked at the other houses, compared apples to apples, and came up with a number. And he goes, I, I understand that. And what's that equation? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, I, I, I finally listed it, and it sold like right away. But per square footage is not a good indicator of value, not necessarily. So uh, you want to talk to your agent about price market value are you making a good or bad decision not right. buy the square foot it's not you're not buying a warehouse you know what i mean and what the houses uh, are selling for in the area yeah yeah what's the next one the next question is i'm thinking of selling and i heard that i'll need to fill out a seller's disclosure do i need to hire someone to actually do this Actually, you don't need to hire somebody to fill out a seller's disclosure. You can down one online. In Pennsylvania, New Jersey, lots of states, it's required that the seller fill out this five, six-page form to the best of their knowledge, all asking you questions about the house, about the plumbing, the heating, the roofing, and you don't have to be a contractor. You just answer truthfully. That's To the best of your knowledge. All right. Now... But if you're going to list your house, you definitely want to hire an agent because you'll net more and they'll supply the seller's disclosure and they'll give it to you and let you fill it out. A good agent will never touch that thing because they don't want their John Hancock on it or their handwriting. The seller should fill that out. But you need to do that right away when you list your home and it's required. Next one. All right. Next question. How do I make an offer on a for sale by owner home? I have already received a pre-qualification. I'm ready to buy, but I need the specifics for buying from an owner, not an agent. True, man. This is Bad. a tough question to answer because that contract, when we I teach agents, I say to them, when you write this contract, uh, imagine you are standing in front of your honor that this contract is so strong that it was written correctly that you could explain this to a judge. So the average buyer and seller dealing with a FISBO are not going to have the qualifications to, to write this contract by themselves. So I could go, I could spend an hour on the specifics of what this person needs to do, but the best thing to do is hire a professional. Get an agent involved, and you won't have to pay 6%. You can hire what's called a transactional agent, and they'll just do the paperwork for you. They won't be on anybody's side, and you will sign something agreeing to that, but they can do all the paperwork for a fee, and then it'll be done right. What's the next one? All right, next question. I talked to an agent that suggested to her first that if she hired the agent, she would hold a, bro she would hold a broker open at her home. He did not explain to me what that meant. Is that an open house? <laughs> no. Broker opens. 
A wine and cheese party for a, a bunch of agents. A wine and cheese party. <laughs> so all the agents can come over, so, yeah, drink so all that, the alcohol, eat all the food, right. and say, sure, and leave, I'm going to sell your house. Yeah, I got a buyer. And that's basically what happens. The agents got, you know, maybe they have a really nice listing. So they tell the buyer this, they, the seller, and the sellers go out and... The agent brings in wine and cheese and all this stuff, and he invites We're all of his agent person. friends or the mortgage people, and they come over and they talk and network. I was, I'm, I never go. <laughs> all right, that's I'm not a good like, question for you. If they had good sandwiches or something from some specific place, I might show up. <laughs> all right, but that's that's what five. it is. It's a networking and marketing thing. If so. you can come and bring your guitar, you'll do it. All right, question number five. A listener has heard us mention the different types of personality types. Can you explain what the DISC personalities are and how it's used? All right, I'll do this real quick. Dr. Abelson and me and Deanne have been together for 10 years. We learned so much from this guy. Deanne just actually made a mistake that she confessed to me about this week. But anyway, (laughs) I don't want to get into that. But there's four personality types. A D, an I, an S, and a C. The Ds are all about winning, getting to the bottom line. They're, they're, they might not be the most warm and friendly and fuzzy person, but they're loyal and they want to get to the bottom line quickly. I's are Mr. or Mrs. Personality. Live for the party, big talkers, want to be loved by everybody, but they also want to get to the bottom line. S's are all about being steady. Their big thing is why. Why should I buy this house? Why should I go to real estate school? Why should I? Whatever it is. They want answers. They want to know where this thing's going, and they don't take chances. They're not big chance takers. They want they want answers. And C's are like an accountant-type mentality. They want every everything has a place. Everything should be in its place. They have... They'll ask you questions like, what do you think the neighborhood's going to be like in 10 years? You know, you, you need a crystal ball to answer their questions. <laughs> they're very cautious. But once they're on board, they're also compliant. They won't rock the board, won't rock the boat. They're, they'll go along. And that's a short explanation of each personality. And that's why we have Dr. Abelson on the show. Because a lot of small businesses, and even individuals themselves... They should understand their disc, who you are. Like if you Once. read enables, if you it's twenty five questions, most likely least like the Doctor Abelson disc personality test. But it's a fifty five page report when you get it, and I'm telling you, it is so accurate. It's it is uncanny. so accurate. It's crazy accurate. Yeah, and and it and it's not shy. It tells you about your strengths, your weaknesses. It tells you why you do what you do. Like, I read mine, like, quarterly. Like, I know who I am, but it's... it. Deanne just did one, and she was shocked at how... how, how what, the, what the person was like. It is. It was really interesting. I think we'll do another segment on that. All right, so coming up next is our guest segment, and today we have our attorney with us today, Thomas D. Kenny Esquire, and he's from Kenny Burns and McGill. So we're looking forward to hearing what information he has for us today. Tommy's an interesting guy. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. We'll be right back. 
Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? Mark, we're up to our guest segment, and today we have attorney Thomas D. Kenny, Esquire from Kenny Burns and McGill. Hey, thank Tom, you. how are you? Good, very well. Thank you, Mark and Deanne. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, me and Tommy are old friends. Tommy's a great attorney. So I we wanted you on the show because I wanted to ask, you know, we get all these questions all the time. We just had one actually today. Like they were thinking about uh, two FISBOs buying a house and how they were going to do it because it's complicated and this contract needs to hold it up in court. So as an attorney, tell the public why they should have an attorney involved in their real estate transactions. That's a great question, Mark. So when I used to teach real estate to upcoming realtors who take the class, you only take 40 or 60 hours. You only take so many hours of learning real estate. As much as realtors know real estate, real estate lawyers know it a lot. I've been practicing for 25 years. I've been engaged in thousands of transactions, advising clients when buying, selling. You have to be very careful. Contracts are tricky. If you don't know the ins and outs of them, you can get really in a bad spot. A lot of folks in these FISBOs are going out and just using these contracts, not even from multiple listing service. They're getting their own contracts off of their computer that they wrote up for maybe from Staples. So you have no idea what that paperwork's going to say. I had a a lady come in a couple years ago, elderly lady. She got ripped off by this man. She had two properties in Brewery Town. She thought she was signing an agreement of sale and would later go to settlement. He gave her $5,000. The first page said agreement of sale. And the last page was a deed. And she actually signed over the title to two properties in Brewery Town for $5,000. She got wrong. Yeah, that that would have been worth hundreds of thousands now. Yep. We got it back for her. We went to court. We sued them. We helped her. But it puts me in a tough position. Once she signs it, it makes it harder for us to do our job. If she talked to a lawyer early, we could have got involved and helped her and it would become a court problem and everything else like that. Yeah, and I noticed over my career in real estate, a lot of people hire lawyers at the very end of the transaction rather than the beginning. Well, in this case, it would have been so much better. If, look, it's so much cheaper to have a real estate lawyer look at your paperwork at the beginning because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It helps to have someone look at it who knows what they're doing. Don't get yourself caught up in the problem later on. Yeah. What most people yeah, I, feel that they don't want to spend the money, but in the end, it's just going to cost them more in the long run. I know. You know, we, we did a thing uh, years ago. I used to work at Sears. I was a salesman going through college when Sears was around. And we I remember used to, that. Right? <laughs> and we used to talk about buying the TV on a credit card. And we would say, look, the credit card, it's so much a month to buy this big screen TV. The cost you spend for a lawyer up front is so much cheaper than you getting involved in a piece of litigation later on 
where you're being sued. What about, here's another situation. Sellers disclosure fraud cases. We have a bunch of those where sellers lie, they misrepresent on their seller's disclosure, and people get harmed, and then they buy a piece of property that's defective. We had a question today on the show about seller's disclosures. That's yeah. a really big issue. It's a really big issue. It's good to have a lawyer look at that because we can discern, at least help, to see if there's a problem. See if who wrote up the seller's disclosure. We had a case one time, the realtor wrote it up. How can the realtor write up a seller's disclosure? They're not the seller. Yeah, Never. I tell, I actually today on the show, I actually mentioned realtors should never have their fingerprints on that thing, period. Nope. Nope. And and sure sure enough, we had to sue the realtor, and the realtor ultimately had to pay a price for it because they should not. Their broker was really furious with them when they found out that they had also been involved in the transaction. It was a real problem for them. Yeah. Tom, what's the effect with the seller disclosure if, if there isn't one provided? So we have a case like that right now where the person did not provide it. Now you have a liability issue for the realtor. If there's a realtor involved, didn't the yes. realtor do some misconduct here, at least negligence, by not making sure that was part of the deal. Because right. we had a situation, sure, sometimes you have an estate where they don't know, that's fine enough. We have a transaction where there was not a seller's disclosure period given to our buyer. They're down South Philly, there's a $100,000 estimate, there's this big mold issue, water's coming in, and there was no seller's disclosure given at the time. Wow. I have a client that I spoke to this afternoon. She bought a house less than a year ago, and it's been one problem after another. And I asked her, where is your seller disclosure? And she doesn't have one. And since then, she's become a realtor. But I mean, that might I might have to introduce her to you because she just, she's just paying money left and right with water damage and things that just the tub wasn't put in right. It's just one issue after another. And you she's, she's a single parent. Tommy. She doesn't know what to do. We'll be, gl- we'll be glad to call help. Tommy. We'll be yeah. glad yeah. to help. I'll, I'll say, just so everyone knows, the real trick is once you wait a year, it becomes problematic. Not that you can't, but inspectors have a statute of limitations. You only do one year after the settlement, you can go after the inspector. So keep that in mind in advising people that you should get on this earlier than later. Okay. No doubt. So, uh, What's a, what are what are the things that are what are the kind of cases do you run into a lot? We do, as you know, in Philly now. There's a lot of fraud going out there. We have a lot of folks who are not really the sellers signing the deeds, so we oh, have yeah. fraud. That we have notaries who are maybe taking some cash payouts to to not really notarize a document. We had a case. <laughs> We had a case from Southwest Philly a couple years ago where the actual person was from 1896. The deed was transferred in 1896, and now suddenly in 2015, this person was trying to transfer the property. Doesn't that sound like a problem? (laughs) A little. A little bit. (laughs) I, I know there's healthy people out there, but come on, 1896, 2015. So, so obviously the notary should have known that was a problem, but. It was transferred, and now the problem guy walked in the problems. Was he registered to vote, this guy? <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot no, of voters there registered to vote. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there were. But, like, I, I, I know over my career, I've always, I've had attorneys 
that I never even knew were coming to settlements and just show up at the last minute and, I, and everything's come totally done. And I'm thinking, like, if you want to use a lawyer, call them in the beginning. Uh, like, let them review your paperwork, even if you have an agent. If you want to have a lawyer, you know, most people don't have a, a retainer, a, a lawyer on retainer. But, like, if they're nervous, they should have it reviewed in the beginning, not at the end. I love uh, it when the attorneys come at, at the end and haven't done anything. I usually get asked to leave because... I, they have no idea. We have to wait an hour. No offense, Tom, but we have to wait an hour for them to go through the documents, figure out what's going on, who's the buyer, who's the seller, and but they made sure that they're on the HUD. No, no, Deanna, and Mark knows I used to work for a broker. I was counsel for, I was in-house counsel yeah. for broker. So I understood from how you looked at it, and the fact is, is that. I practice, I always give a courtesy call ahead of time. I always get sure. the docs ahead of time. This way, I want to make the process seamless, not to be a, a big mess. Right. Know. But, and, but some of them just have ego issues. So we're running out of time. So, Tommy, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and your firm. Well, thank you. If, if I can be reached 24-7, our phone number is 215-423-5500. Our website is Kenny Burns McGill. That's Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y, Burns, B-U-R-N-S, McGill, M-C-G-I-L.com. 24-7, you can text us at that number on the website. We'll get right back to you. I see that you're, I'm looking at Tommy and uh, he's, City Hall is right behind him. Any we, any political ask, aspirations, Mr. Kenny? All right, Mr. no, Kenny? we're stopping there. Nope. <laughs> no, not going no, we don't want to get into that, Mr. Cumberland. We yep. do not. All right, all right. I'm happy right, advocating for all clients, of no matter what persuasion politically they are. I Thank you, Tom. I just asked. Thank nice you, Tom. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, Deanne. Thank you, Mark. Thank all you. Right, all right, and coming up next is our topic of the day, how to save on homeowners insurance. All right, so with that, Tommy's a good guy, a good friend of mine, and a great lawyer. If you need a good attorney, call Tommy Kenny. You can look him up. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate, all positive all the time here on Talk Radio 1210. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. Where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is how to save on homeowners insurance. Yeah. You know what, Tommy, uh, that was a great segment with Tommy Kennedy today. I really enjoyed that. He's a yeah, he's lawyer. a good guy. So about insurance, it's actually interesting. I got I on my insurance company changed to another person and they never even told me. And I was trying to pay <laughs> my bill and I found out I got a new agent. Like you think somebody would call me how up and say, happen? Yeah, well I I don't know. The guy the guy retired. And closed the shop, and all of his insurance things went to another office. And you think they'd call me up and have a courtesy call and say, uh, but the girl finally did call me this week, and she was very nice. But, like, my agent was gone. No goodbye, no, you know, right, you don't call, <laughs> nothing. So, anyway, reviewing your homeowner's policy may not rank as one of your annual home maintenance checklists, but you should do it. Yet, the following five steps, and I'm going to do these really quick, 
uh, will per- keep you out of a lot of grief down the road. And and you should look at your policy once in a while. Like I got to review mine now because my my neighborhood is appreciating at such a rate, a rate that my insurance is not enough. So I got to do something. But I'm waiting for our friend Don Devlin to tell me to pull the trigger. So anyway. <laughs> Step one, measure how much coverage you need. So you want to look at this. Possessions, living expenses, liability. If you have any kind of riders, like I have a rider for musical equipment, uh, all that kind of stuff. You want to take a close look at what, how much coverage you have and how much you need. The difference can be sizable. And it varies by state. Uh, but it's something that... You know, you should pull out and look at once in a while, uh, especially for like disaster coverage, things like that. Things you never thought about. Number number two is inspect what's not covered. Don't assume that all the pearls are covered. As homeowners learned the hard way after Hurricane Irene last time and some of these other hurricanes, uh, some of them, they were excluded. They excluded landslides. There was little fine print in these things. That's why Legal Shield and people like Tommy Kenny, you have somebody, uh, uh, an attorney, take a look at your policy because you think you're covered from a flood, and all of a sudden there's a flood and you're not covered because it right. wasn't in there. And then if you live in a high risk area, you know, that could be very expensive. Also, take note of common exclusions such as those as mold, broken pipes. Uh, uh, lack of routine maintenance like sometimes they could come in and say oh no we're not fixing that you should have been taking care of that so be careful recheck what's the deductible may not be the same as it was a year ago their rates change they retool deductibles they from dollar amounts to percentages which can often represent a substantial change in general you want to go for a higher deductible, you can afford to lower your monthly premiums. But you want to be beware, you know, though, that not all the insurances are making switches from dollars to percentages or cutting premiums at the same time. So this is something like hardly anybody thinks about until you need it, you know? It's the same like why we have Legal Shield. We all now we know all the time we have a lawyer. We're always represented. Not right. we're gonna panic when we need a lawyer and then have to hire somebody. So if you have four hundred thousand dollar home and a five thousand dollar deductible, you're putting out some cash. And then hammer away at your premiums. It's just like car insurance. Like if you, I, I was told a long time ago by a friend, you should change your car insurance every Every year or every two years, because every time you change it, it'll go down. Everybody will give you some kind of discount. Discount, I right? A, he, he, I does it. He does it consistently, and people like me don't. They stay. My mom was with State Farm from 1953 until like she died, like uh, at 93 years old, and never had an accident. And the last one, just clean up your work area. Keep all these paperwork somewhere safe in a fireproof box. So if your house does burn down, you do have the insurance policy stuff. Like the things that people don't think about. Like where is the insurance? What's the name of the insurance company? Who do I call? Like little things. So anyway, we could spend some more time on it, but we're out of time. But any any two cents from Ms. Katsaris on that? Nope, it was a great segment. You did a fabulous job. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have Dr. A on the phone, and he's going to go over how the different styles deal with COVID-19. Welcome, Dr. Hey, doctor. A. 
Hey, doctor, how are you? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. So last week, I did the eye. I talked about the eye personality and how they deal with the COVID. So today, you're going to touch on the S and C, the people that don't like change and are a little more leery. So tell us about this S and C personality. Well, with with the S and COVID, what's going to be happening is they're, they're the ones that focus more on family and relationships. Uh, so what's going to be happening with them is they're going to be concerned about everybody else's health and they're going to be concerned about and they're going to be the ones that are going to be mothering you or fathering you uh, because it's not just women that are that are intense S's. So they're going to be telling oh. you you need to be wearing your mask and you need to be social distancing and, you know, what's going to happen and, and they might be catastrophizing, you know, and, and, and those types of things would be more likely, you know, for an S or just those types of things to make you feel more comfortable um, uh, or make them feel more comfortable by you taking care of yourself. Yes. And mm-hmm. and these people are, are more cautious and yes. they really don't like change. And this is big time change yeah well change happens just about every day right now with what's going on with COVID. so so they're concerned about jobs they're concerned about their friends you know and how they're doing uh if they're working themselves uh they might be concerned about whether they're going to be laid off uh and sometimes they might be more concerned about other people getting laid off than they are so so they're they're going to be talking about those types of things they also have a tendency to to gossip which is a negative way of saying it, but but they don't like to talk to people directly. So they probably wouldn't talk to the boss about it if they were concerned about it, but they would probably talk about a colleague who they trust or they feel very close to um, and, and and complain to them about what it's like and, you know, how, how things are getting worse or, you know, and, and looking at that. As far as the C is concerned, the C is going to be the one who's most likely citing the data. Okay. Did you know? You know that you know these were the numbers in Florida. These were the numbers in Texas. These were the Floridas in California, which are the ones getting the attention now. Before it was was your neck of the woods with New York right. City and, and North Jersey. Uh, at the beginning of all this, that was getting all the attention. So they'll they'll tell you how many how many new cases there are today, um, and and you know what's the latest regarding. Uh, uh, finding a cure for this thing or what so-and-so uh, is, is planning on doing. They, they focus on the data, the information. So they're gonna, they're, and, but they're also slow to change because uh, they want to make sure that it's the right decision, whatever that decision is. And right now, there's just so much uncertainty with COVID-19. It's kind of hard to be certain about anything. I know. And some of them get really worked up about it. I talked to somebody actually today that I think was a high C just from the way they were acting. And they were like, oh, like, and I was like kind of blowing it off. I said, like, yeah, but there's more viruses. There's more tests. I said, but the death rates are really low. And I said, and this crazy governor and stuff are, uh, you know, they're talking about six months from now canceling everything. And they were like, oh, but you don't, they're, they're very nervous. Yes. Yeah, they are. And, and the way to deal with, with the, the S is to let them, you know, vent it and say, well, we're going to work together, work together, okay, to deal with this. And we'll make sure that, you know, we're doing whatever we can. You know, there's a, there's a limit to how much control we can have on what's happening right now. And with the C, what you need to do is you need to, you know, 
ask them, you know, what is the latest information on data? You got two and a half minutes, okay? Right. Um, you know, or being facetious, you know, or something of that nature and say, well, what, what is the latest? You don't have to, you know, I really just want to know about what's happening locally. Uh, we don't have right. to go into Florida, California, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, so you right. can put constraints around them and they'll more typically follow the rules and those constraints. All right, doctor, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's Dr. A at Abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, or just Abelson at Abelson.net. Thank you, Dr. A. Thank you, Dr. A. All right, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and sponsors for tuning in. And everybody I know has been calling Deanne here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we, we're here every week to keep you informed. And you can listen to this show and the other show at Good News and Real Estate. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive. positive. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.